Welcome to a new edition of the Scout with Brian podcast. This one's called So Far, So Good, the start of the NBA season about uh, just over a week in. Awesome, awesome basketball so far. League, super fun to watch right now. Some brilliant ball being played. A lot of standout players, teams. Uh, Let's dive right in and discuss my early observations, very early observations from Around the NBA, uh, we'll start with the East and go to the West. So if you're looking for your particular team, uh, the general style of this podcast will be to go by the current standings, which, yes, don't mean all that much, but I'll be just going through briefly kind of every team, starting with uh, Chicago, currently atop the East at 4-0. Uh, definitely an exciting start uh, for them. Um, haven't played the toughest schedule, uh, but I did tell you this team would be good. I think I predicted them, uh, ultimately to win, uh, 44 games, I think was my, um, prediction, but they might even win more. I mean, it's, uh, I really like, you know, what they did. Of course, they were, you know, crushed for, uh, the contract they gave DeRozan. They were crushed for some of the offseason moves, um, but, you know, I think they just uh, they found a, a recipe. They they got enough defense now with with Lonzo, with Caruso, uh, with Patrick Williams. You know, doing his job. Um, they obviously have tremendous scoring in Levine Vooch, and now uh, what Demar gives you is just that that end of game killer, and he is so freaking good. Um, you know, not just. Not just at putting the ball in the basket, but also just making plays for guys and, and you know, getting high percentage shots and uh, all the things that people think uh, aren't efficient and so on and so forth. It's just, you know, nonsense. Um, and he's, you know, the king of, of getting to his spots and uh, elevating up over you and, and finding a way to score in, in crucial uh, situations. So, you know, their recipe has been kind of to... Um, you know, keep keep games close, and then Demar uh, down the stretch has uh, has done you know what it took to to get a win. So uh, definitely a little worried about their lack of uh, of bench depth. Uh, also a little worried about you know where Kobe White fits in exactly. Um, I still feel like you know he's going to be the odd man out a lot of the time. I think he's going to have to accept a kind of six man role, um, which is going to entail not finishing a lot of games. Um, so, you know, listen, talk about the Bulls, maybe shopping him and, and where he fits. But, uh, yeah, definitely a, an encouraging start uh, for them. They'll, they'll, they'll hit some rough spots uh, this season, so we'll see how they respond to adversity. And like I said, I think, you know, I think they might need to make a trade at some point to add some bench depth. Um, you know, I don't really want to rely on uh, Troy Brown Jr. and Elise Johnson and uh, Tony Bradley, a whole lot. Um, but, you know, for now, uh, it's working. Those guys are playing limited minutes, and, uh, you know, that, that starting five is up there with anybody in the league. Um, so I'd expect the Bulls to be in the playoffs uh, this year, which is, you know, we'll see uh, – once they get there, what kind of what kind of playoff team they are, and, and Levine in the playoffs for the first time uh, should be exciting to watch, and and Demar obviously 
uh, has a lot to prove there. Um, so should be a fun team to keep an eye on. Charlotte Hornets, 4-1. and one. Great start to the season for them. Uh, Miles Bridges has, uh, I'd say, has to be the leader in the clubhouse right now for most improved player. Uh, he has taken a leap. Uh, you can just tell he has been in the gym uh, all off season and, and bet on himself and for good reason because he just looks like he's added so much to his game um, and is, you know, he was always kind of Mr. Fundamental and just, you know, uh, ran the floor with LaMelo and got the occasional post up and, you know, some catch and goes, made some shots, but now he's, I mean, he's isoing, he's coming off dribble handoffs, he's sidesteps and step backs and, and just, you know, iso rip throughs, all these, he is doing everything. I mean, he is absolutely killing it. Um, so, you know, Charlotte also struggles with, uh, the depth a little bit is my only kind of concern with them. Uh, especially, you know, with a few injury prone guys, uh, in the rotation, but, uh, you know, Borrego's done a great job there. He's he's built a culture of, of competitiveness and a team that's really learned to play hard over the last couple seasons. And, uh, you know, uh, I think they, what did I have them as? I, I was maybe a little too low on them. I had I have them as 43, winning 43 games. Um, but obviously right now they're on pace to do a lot better than that. And, and they might find themselves, uh, you know, closer to 50 and closer to the top uh, of the Eastern Conference. The Knicks at three and one, uh, not shocked by that either. You know, the great, great defensive team adds uh, what they needed. You know, Fournier and Kemba, just pure scoring. Uh, and I told you guys in my off-season review podcast too that Tibbs can coach defense. It, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, especially when he's got the the framework there. He's already built a good defensive team. He can add in one, two guys that aren't you know known as phenomenal defenders. But guys that'll compete, they'll be in the right spots. They they're not gonna, you know, quit on plays. They they're good teammates, good pros, uh, who have again never been known for their defense, but they they can defend competently. And Tibbs, you know, he's shown that over his career. He can make Kyle Korver, I mean, anybody defend competently. Um, so, you know, Kemba Fournier put the ball in the basket. That's what the Knicks needed. Some more guys. Uh, besides Randall, you know, late game who could get their own shot and, um, you know, carry them on nights where where he's not doesn't have it going, uh, and those guys have been great. Uh, only concern, not a massive concern with them, but uh, I said, you know, where does this leave kind of quickly? And he's, you know, still obviously in the rotation and getting minutes, but probably not as many minutes as. Uh, you know, you'd expect a guy like that in his uh, his second year with the kind of rookie season he had. Um, so, seems like he's a good good guy, good kid, good teammate uh, who gets it so far. But, uh, you know, you wonder just uh, how long can they do this? I mean, this season probably they can get away with it. But you'd think a guy like that, third, third season in the league, isn't going to be okay, you know, being behind five other guards, you know, that's, uh, they got a very deep rotation now. Um, and, and he's certainly a guy that's deserving of a, of a bigger opportunity than, than they're giving him. Uh, the heat also at three and one love what they did. You know, everybody talks obviously about Lowry, but I mean, PJ Tucker told you guys forever is a top three 
to five defender in the league. Um, you know, the KD stopper. Uh, you know, they, they got a bunch of guys that just fit in well to the Heat culture. And, and Tyler Hero's got something to prove uh, this year. He's been balling out. Bam, uh, you know, has become a little more of a scorer. Um, you know, and they, uh, yeah, suppose is one of the best. Um, and that's a team that also has something to prove after uh, a disappointing season disappointing playoff exit they clearly have come out and set the tone with a few statement uh statement games statement wins uh you know against teams that uh that they really had a chip on their shoulder against the wizards also a three and one good start to the season rookie head coach uh, wes unsell jr done a really nice job especially getting a win in a game without bradley beal um daniel gafford's health we have to see what comes back from that MRI, but yeah, even undermanned, even, you know, without him for most of, uh, most of last night, even with Berton still, uh, you know, doing close to nothing, even without Rui, they've, they've found a, a winning recipe. So, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I'll give him credit. I mean, you know, you don't realize he's one of those guys until you watch him like full games, you know, three, four every night, you don't realize how good he is. Uh, he's really freaking good, um, you know, so they've got two elite kind of scorers, playmakers, ball handlers in, in him and Beal, and, uh, you know, they, they've got KCP to defend, they've got Harrell, who's, you know, I used to call him Max Trez Harrell, like, a, he was deserving for a ma- of a Max contract for a period in time, and, uh, you know, kind of just lost a little bit of his fire the last couple of years, but, uh, this season, he's playing more like uh, the Trez of old, uh, which is really exciting to watch. You know, Kuzma's um, doing his job. He's grabbing a million rebounds. Uh, Aaron Holiday was a underrated acquisition. He, he's just a solid scoring guard, um, you know, can run the team a little bit. Uh, so good pieces, good deep roster. Tommy Shepard, give credit where credit is due. Uh, has done a good job of uh, filling out the roster. I still, you know, don't think they're as good as uh, the Russ team that they had last year. And, and, you know, so ultimately I still think they'll be in that play-in mix. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if, if they stay healthy, if, if uh, you know, Rui comes back and can help, um, you know, certainly a chance that they could be better than I think and, you know, in contention for, for being one of the the top teams in the East. Um, Atlanta, 3-1 and one as well. They, not a surprise there. You know, you figure kind of the, they made the typical young team leap uh, last season to, you know, being uh, a very strong playoff team and that this year you'd think they'd be, you know, with a full Nate season, one of the top four teams in the East, um, which the East is more competitive, I think, than a lot of people thought it would be, and, and so maybe they might not even be in that top four, but uh, yeah, I think I picked them actually to come in fourth. I picked them for 48 wins, um, you know, I think them and the Knicks probably will be uh, in that 4-5 maybe matchup again, um, so yeah, good start to the season, you know, integrating, uh, obviously, DeAndre Hunter back into the rotation. You know, really strong defender, at least. 
Um, you know, they've got a deep team. They're tremendously well coached. Uh, everybody just does their job, doesn't try to do too much. Uh, and it's really amazing the, the, uh, how Nate McMillan has totally morphed a, a very similar roster, um, to what Lloyd Pierce had just into a totally different team, uh, testament to the importance of coaching and, and really just, uh, Nate again has done a phenomenal job. Uh, who else? Let's see. Milwaukee three and two. I mean, not much needs to be said about them. They've had plenty of injury issues. You know, they, uh, uh, definitely in danger of some of the elements of the, you know, championship hangover season. Um, you know, they, they don't really have a tremendous amount of depth, obviously when, you know, Middleton holiday out of the lineup, like they need Giannis to score 50 points, and even then they they find ways to lose because, you know, the depth behind that is just not qualified to, you know, step up to starter-type minutes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll be okay, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, losing to Minnesota, I did not see that one coming last night. Um you know, Connington, George Hill starting, Grayson Allen starting. I mean, that's, you know, those are guys that Hill and Allen at least should, you know, on some teams they'd be out of the rotation entirely. Um, you know, maybe at least ninth, tenth guys on the bench. So everybody's everybody's having to do more, um, you know, than they can right now. Obviously, DiVincenzo, Holiday, Lopez all out. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. Um, so when they get healthy, they'll be all right, but I definitely not super bullish on their chances of, uh, you know, winning much more than 50 games, if that. Um, so this, this could be a rough, roughish regular season for them. Cleveland three and two, anytime Cleveland's above 500, that's, that's a good thing for Cleveland. <laughs> good start. Sexton, Garland, Sexland, uh, Balling out at times, um, you know, still a flimsy, uh, weird roster, Evan Mobley, um, exciting young rook, definitely has some, some real talent, um, just interesting lineups they're trying to play, marking in basically as the three, um, you know, love... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, still feels like he needs to be shipped somewhere because I mean they got four big rotation basically. Um, Rubio was a great get for them. I'll just say I mean his his veteran leadership is is super valuable. Um, you know and definitely is going to teach Garland and Sexton a lot of a lot of tricks and and make sure everybody's uh, being a good teammate. So. So much uh, talk about the Lakers since they collapsed uh, last night, and certainly a, a bad loss for them. But man, nobody's talking about the Clippers putting up seventy nine points against the Cavs, and you know falling to one and three. I mean that was uh, at home too, equally if not more uh, horrendous of a loss for them. Uh, after Cleveland, we got Philly two and two. Uh, yeah, they're missing a guy called Ben Simmons. I don't know, maybe you heard of him. Um, that's the kind of thing that, 
you know, is why, what did I pick them? Let me just pull up my predicted standings real quick. If the site would work. Uh, what did I pick Philly? I picked them to go 500. <laughs> so obviously that's below a lot of people. Obviously, uh, them going two and two doesn't mean they'll be 500, but it just, you know, feels like the kind of thing that, that definitely can derail the season or, or, you know, severely limited team, uh, from reaching its potential. I mean, obviously, Joel's a phenomenal player, but can he handle being the only guy for 82 games? Um, you know, uh, they have a, a decent supporting cast, but really it's a cast designed to complement both of them. It's not really a cast designed only for Joel. Um, so who knows is the bottom line. I mean, I, you know, the season could go in so many different ways and then things changing by the minute probably. Um, you know, with Ben's, uh, fragility, you know, it's amazing how, how this all came from, I guess, mostly Doc Rivers saying he wasn't sure if he could win a championship with him. I mean, just the mental collapse that came from, you know, one relatively benign, honest coaching statement, um, you know, for Ben to then act like a petulant child and, you know, hold out and then show up and not be participating and get kicked out and all these things. I mean, he just seems like a a confused kid. Um, And, you know, obviously that's then also hurting him the most from what he wants, which is a fresh start and a trade. Uh, But if you tank your trade value and, you know, Maury's not an idiot, he's not going to trade you away for for pennies on the dollar. Uh, You're just hurting yourself at the end of the day. So feels like he needs to play and rehabilitate his uh his image a little bit in terms of uh showing at least that he's got his confidence and you know can make an occasional free throw and and play like a a star like an all-star at least because uh, if he can't it's really going to take uh, his value and and things can get really ugly with you know Philly fans turning on him more cuz they've been relatively supportive for the most part um, so we'll see. Toronto at two and three, Scotty Barnes, uh, the bright spot, you know, very, very talented rookie. They've got some, some high upside pieces, uh, you know, with Precious, um, you know, OG, Malachi Flynn, I was a big fan of, Freddie Van Vliet, uh, having the ball in his hands a lot more, uh, and it has to be more of a, of a real point guard and playmaker, uh, than ever has been has been fun to watch. Um, you know, ultimately feels like a team that you know doesn't have a whole lot of uh, potential more than maybe going five hundred. I think I had them for thirty eight wins. Still feels about right. Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe this is more of a of a Nick Nurse team and the type of team that that he could thrive with because um, he does. You know have experience obviously in, in the G League and around the world and uh you know likes coaching guys with a with a chip on their shoulder and and you know that doesn't have huge expectations on them so uh we'll see if he could be uh, a miracle worker and and you know take a uh a mediocre roster to maybe at least the play in uh, would be would be an impressive season the Celtics I I just don't know 
you know, the, they looked so bad. I mean, against the Wizards last night. Um, it's it's still such a, you know, limited roster overall. Um, you know, once you get past the, the starting lineup, it's just uh, kind of a poo-poo platter. Um, you know, Schroeder scores, but he nobody ever likes playing with him. Um, he just doesn't really make his teammates better. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, Marcus Smart and him and, and the kind of intensity that Smart plays with uh, is a fit, is a pairing, feels like, again, Schroeder was just kind of uh, lingering out there and available for far less than his real value, and so they said, screw it, we could use some scoring, we'll, we'll go get him. Uh, but he's also kind of the guy that just, you know, sometimes does more more harm than good. Um so, yeah, not Jabari Parker's in your rotation right now. I mean, it's it's a it's a very mediocre team. Um, which how do they get out of that? How do they get over the hump? Do they rebuild? Do they you know trade Smart? Do they trade Jalen? I, I don't know. I, I, Brad Stevens has his work cut out for him. Uh, not an ideal situation for first time head coach in Hudoka. Um, you know, taking a roster that is basically what, what Stevens had and, and, you know, he couldn't get over the hump with. And, you know, now Udoka is supposed to somehow. It just feels like a team destined for, you know, a 500-ish season, which will disappoint uh, a lot of people and, uh, you know, leave them searching for answers. Uh, the Nets at 2-3 and three, um, have led to whole lot of overreactions and, and freakouts about uh their start they'll be fine uh even even yes without Kyrie um you know Harden needs to play better bottom line uh he it, it is pretty fascinating I, I think this will um you know when you look at like the the major rule changes in NBA history like the addition of the three-point line and the you know uh end of hand checking and the change of the defensive three-second rules, things like that. This might be right up there, if not at the very top, in terms of how they've totally changed the game, you know, how it's being officiated. You know, I knew it would be relatively drastic, like watching the videos that the refs put out showing, you know, uh, what kind of contact they're not going to call fouls anymore. But it's even more than I expected. I mean, to... You know, some of the, the tricks that Harden had in terms of, you know, grabbing the defender's arm a little bit and, and just kind of flinging his body into people. And, I mean, they have they have taken out almost almost all of his tricks to, to draw fouls, and he is thoroughly perplexed right now. I mean, he is a, a tremendously smart player, and so he's going to figure it out, and he's going to adapt, and he's going to, you know, find some new ways to get to the free throw line and find you know, new ways to obviously not have to rely on that, uh, as much, uh, and I didn't realize, you know, I, I think on here or another pod or something, I, I picked him as a, uh, MVP favorite, I mean, the fact that, you know, he says, he came out and said, like, he didn't even get to really play this offseason, it was all rehab, and, I mean, that's not great, <laughs> it, it takes then time to, you know, for him to get his rhythm back, and, 
uh, you know, get back into real, real game shape. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely feeling uh, Kyrie not being there and is definitely letting his teammates down and, and they're not uh, nearly the team they're capable of being with him. Um, but at the same time, it still should be an easy 50-win team, uh, even without him. Uh, even without him, they have enough uh, to be, you know, a top-four team in the East. Uh, talent over the long run tends to tends to win out, tends to figure it out. They'll figure it out, but obviously the big billion-dollar question hovering over uh, the season will be uh, his status. Uh, Orlando, 1-4. Probably the least exciting team uh, in the league this season. Um, you know, I think Mosley just, <laughs> it's almost like he's coaching a developmental team. Um, you know, he's got a million guys that they're just, almost reminds me of like the Sixers, you know, early Brett Brown years, like when they're tanking, basically just trying to figure out like, okay, you know, can any of these guys be rotation players on a on a good team? Um and I guess that's a little unfair because, I mean, they do have, you know, Cole, obviously. I mean, he's a good piece. He's a good, solid starter-ish. Suggs is, you know, obviously a lot of upside there. Um, but, you know, Carter, Bamba, uh, I mean, uh, Okiki, like, Wagner, both Wagners. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they're they're all, like, mediocre to bad um and you know i i feel like it's gonna be like 15 guys who take turns you know three or four of them will be in the doghouse at times and out of the rotation because they're not not giving him enough and not you know playing with enough intensity and, and that's just what you know what happens on bad teams and teams that just don't don't have enough vets don't have enough talent um you gotta get Gotta get Terrence Ross out of there. Gotta get, you know, some of the respectable vets who have probably earned being on decent teams out of there so they're not, you know, destructive to, to your culture. Ultimately, you know, pissy about playing on a on a terrible garbage team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they have some pieces that maybe will be fun to watch at times, but overall, uh, they're usually a fair bet to lose by... 10 plus uh on a nightly basis uh and you know i guess anything over that is a is a testament to mosley and and means that guys are uh developing so uh pacers one and four <clears throat> very disappointing uh start for rick carlisle um it's you know basically the same roster as last year uh so <laughs> you know Everybody kind of obviously turned on Bjorkren and, and, you know, he had his issues getting along with players and staff and front office and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, he got them into at least the playing game. Um, you know, Nate McMillan did a better job than that. And, and I, I've been on and said what a massive mistake it was moving on from him. Uh, but you know, this roster kind of just feels like it might be maxed out as a 500-ish bottom of the playoff team. Um, so, obviously, the one thing that could 
really elevate them over that is if Karis LeVert is healthy and, you know, productive and, um, you know, TJ Warren at some point and, you know, they've got a lot of guys who have been injury prone or just are, are not, not right. Um, and that's forcing, uh, Carlisle to play a lot of guys in the rotation that, uh, he probably would not like to be playing, um, you know, to, uh, Torrey Craig, 12 minutes, Isaiah Jackson, 10 minutes last night. I mean, uh, Brad Wanamaker's ideally, a you know, 14th, 15th guy on a roster. It's the bench is, is brutal. Chris Dorte, the rookie, has been, um, you know, the promise or the uh, the nice piece, nice surprise so far. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Holiday is, you know, eighth or ninth guy. He's been severely overcast. The rest of the starting lineups okay enough. Um, but yeah, they really need Levert. They really need Warren. They really need, um, you know, Holiday and and probably even Dorte and. Those the bench guys, everybody to take a step back, play less than they're playing. Um, so they need they need health, uh, most importantly, uh, for that season to be salvaged before things can really go south. Um, speaking of south, Detroit, uh, Killian Hayes still stinks. Uh, breaking uh, news there. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> they're bad. <laughs> Uh, I thought they'd be a little more competitive than they have been, but, uh, you know, this is, I guess, what happens just when you, uh, throw in the towel, basically, and, and go all in on a rebuild, um, you know, they, they got, they've got Bay, they've got, you know, Jeremy Grant, obviously, was, was great last season, um, they've got pieces that could be exciting, but they've also you know, paid money to Kelly Olynyk and, um, yeah, it's just, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a competent NBA roster, it's a 25 to 35 win NBA roster, um, and if Casey doesn't have them closer to 35 this season, I'd say it's probably time to move on, um, I like him, I like their competitiveness last season, but, end of the day, they've got to be more competitive than they have been so far this season. Um, you know, again, not a great roster, but, but he needs to, needs to work some magic, not, not get them into the playoffs, but at least have them be one of those teams that people say, oh, you know, the Pistons are, they play hard every night. They're going to make it tough on everybody every night. Um, and, and so far three games, so early sample for them, but, but they haven't, uh, haven't been able to do that uh, to this point. Out West, uh, Warriors 4-0. Great start for them. Um, not the toughest schedule of late, the last couple, but, uh, you know, definitely look closer to being the Warriors of old. Um, Jordan Poole has definitely been helpful, taking a load off of Steph, um, you know, when Clay gets back. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely can be right there, you know, as one of the the final teams in the West, um, you know. But they uh, they've got a lot of question marks as well. I mean, I think they they do need 
they do need a center, you know, just as great as Draymond is, and you can certainly, you know, get away with him. Uh, as a center at times, you know, you do need the ability to throw a roll man out there, the ability to have a little bit more of a, you know, rim protector, rebounder type guy, um, which is, you know, that dynamic that Wiseman can bring, um, you know, and we'll see see how he fits because, yeah, I mean, at, at to- obviously you don't want to mess with success and, and at times it feels like you're tempted to say, screw it, Golden State, like, doesn't need him, you know, they 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 did this the way they have, and they don't need a traditional center, and, and you know, sometimes Wiseman get out, gets out there and makes them worse, um, but, again, at the same time, you know, Draymond is not a, a hard roller, he's obviously not an above-the-rim finisher, sometimes a guy like Wiseman, you know, just really can open things up for, for Steph, and open things up for pool and clay when he comes back so um love bielitsa there um super high iq uh tremendous shooter didn't realize you know how good he is putting the ball down and passing as well making quick decisions um uh, otto porter obviously guy i'm pretty familiar with but he's he's also super high iq and and just has a great feel for the game um kind of lost his way uh last couple of years in terms of uh distractions and things around him but that Golden State culture uh is going to be great for him and has been great for him by all accounts so far um so he's helping out but uh yeah I mean Kerr to me has always been a top five or ten coach in the league um he's doing a good job they've got a beautiful beautiful as always movement system and <clears throat> motion offense um you know, they play hard, they defend, uh, everybody buys into their role, uh, and when Clay gets back, yeah, they should absolutely be a team that's, you know, uh, 55 or so, uh, wins. Utah also undefeated at 3-0, and um, liked, you know, what I saw from them, uh, against Denver, um, you know, they, uh, Rudy Gay, in and out, obviously, or out so far this season, but uh, definitely I'll present a little extra, something they haven't really had. Um, Eric Pascal uh, looks good there. Hassan Whiteside looks to be the best backup, probably, that, that they've had to Rudy. Um, you know, allows them to play kind of the most similar to, to the way he does, um, and, and he just kind of fits. Mike Conley's looks as good as ever there. Um, he just is a perfect fit for Quinn Snyder and the way he likes to play. Um, and Rudy, Rudy looks a little better, honestly. You know, I've <laughs> I've got on him plenty for for being soft and for kind of failing them in the playoffs. And uh, you know, coaches aren't stupid. Players aren't stupid. I'm sure that. I'm sure he's heard some of that. I'm sure Quinn's talked to him about some of some of the ways he needs to change how he plays to win in the playoffs. And uh, you know, averaging 19 and 19 to start the season is a is a good start. Uh, looks looks just to be playing a little bit a little bit tougher, a little more physical, um, some more post ups. I mean, not you know they're not going to throw it to him a ton in the post, but like he's you know, on switches and mismatches, he he's trying to seal a little more and get the ball deeper and, 
and be a little more assertive, and I think that's what they need again for, um, you know, him to have more confidence in, in the playoffs and uh, play the matchup game at times against the switches like they do when they post Bogdanovich when teams switch. Um, you know, so uh, their spread pick and roll, their 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 driving kick stuff is as good as anybody, um, but you have to have you have to have multiple ways of playing. You have to have solutions for, you know, the rare game or rare team uh, where that's just not really working against, um, you know, a little more diversity. And that's that's also something that Rudy brings in terms of being able to get his own shot. And so they clearly uh, highlighted that uh, the front office did. And uh, early results, you know, so far so good. They're just they're always a well-oiled uh, machine, you know, in the regular season. Uh, I think just got to keep an eye on, you know, who, who's out there, who's uh, maybe a, a move they can make that, that could possibly get them over the hump. Because um, how many times do you run it back, uh, I guess, like Philly a little bit with this, this same group? Uh, Minnesota, strong start to the season for Chris Finch. Uh, and that group, D'Lo, looks like... Uh, what Rosas thought he would be before he started banging his secretary. Uh, Patrick Beverly uh, brings just fight and, and toughness to that team, badly needed. Um, you know, has got a more competitive uh, version of Cat out so far and, and has elevated the, the defense of, you know, guys like Akogi and, uh, you know, just Ant is, is a beast. Um, it's funny, you know, I think, I think he's figured out that he loves basketball because that was like the only real red flag, like number one pick, you know, he's, he's D-Wade, he's a freak athlete, he's so talented, he's a killer, blah, 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 but then he comes out and it's like, oh, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'll go play football, I don't know, you know, basketball is cool, but like, eh, <laughs> he seems like he's just, he's changed his mentality, I mean, I think he... I don't know, maybe he just took a while for him to really fall in love with it or really realize what he could do in this game. But now that he's really locked in and bought in, um, you know, he's 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 special. He's a, he's an all-star. He's a, a top pure talent, athleticism, those things. I mean, top five in the league for sure, um, you know, and, and when he's a – a two-way beast and, and plays with the kind of just sheer force. Um, yeah, I mean, then he's the, the type of third guy that can get Cat and D'Lo to the playoffs. So they, they do have a, a solid mix of, of rotation guys and, and role players to complement those three. Um, you know, so if those three continue to to do their jobs and, and, and play like stars and then, you know, you surround them with, Again, the depth of Beasley and Beverly and Lehman and McDaniels and, uh, you know, Prince and Reed. And so, I mean, that's, that's a pretty deep team, honestly. So, uh, shout out Rosas, shout out his secretary, um, you know, might, uh, might begin the credit from, from home, uh, on his laptop, but, uh, <laughs> did a, did a decent enough job, I guess, at, uh, ultimately assembling, uh, a Wolves roster that, that seems to be, you know, competitive. Um, so, trying, let's see, what did I ultimately p- 
pick them to do... I said 38. Um, I'd probably bump that up to like 42 or so now. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe they do even better. So, good work so far. Uh, good early start for the Wolves. Dallas, 2-1. and one. Um, Jason Kidd. Uh, bringing back the Jim Boylan Leadership Council. That's that's exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's Porzingis is is the big the big question mark. The big you know how good can they really be guy? Um, because there's not a whole lot of other you know other guys on the team that that really have that upside or next level. I mean, everybody else just. Kind of just seems like, yeah, you know, Brunson's super solid and, and, you know, Trey Burke can score a little and Finney Smith is super solid and Hardaway is a scorer and, you know, everybody's decent, but there there's nobody that has that next level to get. I mean, even Luca, as great as he is, you know, he's not going <laughs> to, he's not going to put up 40 a game, you know, he's not at least you'd think there's not some freakish other level that that he has still to unlock he's just he's already great uh Porzingis though does I mean he's the guy that that when he wants to be when he just really plays with confidence I mean he's silky smooth and it's got turnarounds and you know post skills and off the ball skills and um you know can obviously shoot it from 40 feet I mean he's yeah he's, he's got the ability he just doesn't maybe have the mentality. Um, so that seems to be the thing that limits Dallas's upside and, and, you know, makes it unlikely for them to do much better than 44 or so, but we'll see. Um, you know, definitely a roster to keep an eye on as well. Sacramento, kind of my sleeper team uh, this season. I picked them to win 43 and make the playoffs, um, mostly just because I love the shit out of Mitchell and Halliburton. Um, they're culture changers. Barnes, <laughs> game winner last night. He he's so solid. You know, just such a such a good vet. Um, you know, it's rest of the team has got got plenty of flaws. Got plenty of uh, you know issues and Bagley's in there floundering on the bench, out of the rotation all pissed off I mean it's weird it's it's pretty shocking that he can't even play on the Kings I mean I don't know it's <laughs> you kind of fall in between there like the agent statement ripping the Kings and another example of their incompetence and all those things and you're kind of like yeah yeah that, that sounds kind of right but then you know it's also like Bagley what do you do like do you take some accountability personally like have you been playing like an NBA player? I mean, how bad do you have to look in the, you know, in practices and training camp and everything for the team to decide, um, hey, you know, we're going to actually go with uh, Alex Lynn <laughs> and, you know, uh, Mo Harkless and those guys and, and take you, literally not play you. I mean, that's, wow. But great win, great, great win for them last night. Uh, again, you know, Buddy, it's all buy-in with him. Uh, if he buys into being a, a six-man, just score, come in, light it up, you know, play that Clarkson role, you know, do your job and, and 
put points on the board and let everybody else worry about, you know, uh, Mitchell locks in on defense and Barnes, you know, just does his job and Fox controls the pace and Holmes protects the rim. You know, it's, it's there's a recipe there. there. There's a team there that that can be over 500 and, and can be a playoff team. Um, so it's on Luke Walton, who I've never really loved, but it's on him to they got to be in the playoff, at least the plan, you know, has to be the goal uh, for sure this year and anything less than that uh, will be a disappointment or mean that, you know, Marvin Bagley and, and Buddy, um, you know, kidnapped everybody on the team and uh, held them for ransom and, and things made TMZ and uh, <laughs> shit has the potential to be, be very wild uh, at times. So uh, Portland... Good, good win for them uh, last night. Really just took it to the Grizzlies. Um, I I don't think, again, that, that Chauncey is magically going to fix everything that Stotts couldn't and uh, get them over the hump. But most importantly for him, he, he's got Dame heavily in his corner, uh, even though Dame is, you know, for Dame's standards, uh, kind of stunk it up through the first four, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're basically running it back. Simons looks like he's, uh, he's made kind of a leap, which, um, you know, you'd heard for a while that he super talented and, and guys say great things about him there and his, his scoring ability. Uh, and you see flashes of it. And last night he was just kicking ass. Dennis Smith Jr. as a backup point guard, you know, just, uh, Adds a dynamic. I mean, can definitely get after it and defend and, and play with energy and pace. Um, you know, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, Larry Nance seems like a good fit, but <laughs> it's Nurkic, it's Dame, it's CJ. It's those are the three guys that's ultimately up to, uh, and they have a tendency to become their own kind of worst enemy come playoff time. Um, Nurk in particular, uh, and, you know, CJ just gets a little too banged up by that time of the year, and, you know, Dame as great as he is, I mean, I've, I've said it, I just think, you know, some guys are, you know, one of the clutchest players ever, one of the best scorers ever, you know, but, but he just, he's small, I mean, he can't, he doesn't see the whole floor, he doesn't, you know, against traps and, and tremendous defense in the playoffs, uh, it's hard for him to to handle the entire load, the entire series, um, you know, and, and just feels like a team that's kind of a perennial first or second round team. Um, so Chauncey can magically change that, give him coach of the year and, and more power to him. But um, I don't know. I see the Blazers being, being a 500-ish team. Uh, team at the end of the year, um, which obviously would disappoint a lot of people, um, but not be totally unexpected, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Memphis 2-2, two and two, stinker last night, um, uh, but, you know, encouraging start before that, um, Ja, phenomenal, I mean, he, he's gonna get MVP votes, I think, this season, you know, he's not a... <laughs> It's not going to lead the league in scoring. Not that's not ultimately who he is, but he, uh, he's he's like young D Rose. I mean, that's that's, which I guess I don't know. 
D-Rose, I don't think, ever led the league in scoring, but uh, MVP for sure, um, caliber, you know. He uh, just is so crafty, keeping his man on his back and getting to his floaters and getting up in the air and just reading the game perfectly and changes his paces, his pace so well. Just, just unbelievable feel for the game. Uh, on top of obviously freakish speed, athleticism, uh, so on and so forth. Their issue, obviously Dylan Brooks out now. You know Adams, a downgrade from Valanciunas. I love Desmond Bain. Um, you know, but Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, solid, definitely very solid. It just seems like you know, it seems like he just keeps getting more and more finesse. He's like a kind of Antoine Jameson type player, which is, you know, really good shooter, scorer, floater guy. I mean, fun to watch, talented, but like, you know, the second best player on a team. It just, yeah, it feels like they're missing that that third star. Um, and I don't know how you get it there in Memphis. It's hard. Because they got, they got a lot of good role players, you know, again, Anderson and Clark and um, Tyus Jones, Conchar, Melton. I mean, they, they got a lot of guys that, that play both ends and, uh, you know, can make shots and, and make high IQ plays. And, and they're fun to watch, but they're just missing that, that kind of second guy to jaw. Um, so, and it also just worries you, you know, if you... You're expecting, again, you know, 30-something points from him every night and, and 40 minutes every night. I mean, that's it's a massive, massive role um, that they're expecting, and, and that's the kind of thing that could ultimately hurt his efficiency and, and cause him to have to take a lot of threes and a lot of shots that other guys just can't, can't even get off, can't even take. Um, so obviously, you know, he needs Brooks to come back and, and be a, a big scorer like he has been, but... Uh, you know, I'm sure that front office is actively scouring, um, you know, to see if there is a a star somehow that you can get there and, and pair, um, you know, with Ja. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe you do put Jaron Jackson on the table uh, to get to get said guy. Um, Denver, 2-2. Two and two. I mean, their job, stay afloat until Jamal comes back. Uh I think they should be able to do that, particularly because Monty Morris is really damn good, and he's you know he's fine as a starting point guard for the time being. Uh, Aaron Gordon uh, looked miserable shooting threes, but his mid post game and turnarounds everything looked like Kobe shit. I mean, he you know he was locked in the other night. Um, you got the green green twins, Jermichael and Jeff. <laughs> who, you know, both both do some unique things offensively. And um, it's a fun team, but, yeah, the biggest issue, obviously, need Jamal and then need Michael Porter Jr. to be better. Gave him a shit ton of money. Need more consistency out of him. Um, he just, you know, I, I, I think I did a video two seasons ago saying that, yeah, he's, he's going to be a superstar and, He's got all the tools to be to be a superstar. You know, he's he's got all the ability in the world. He just, you know, you watch him, and, and it just seems like every shot is kind of 
a little bit harder than it needs to be. You know, every cut is a little bit less precise. Every movement is, you know, a little bit lackadaisical. And it's just like, man, you know, he's at like 70%. Like, if they could just get him to always be at 90%, you know. Like, he doesn't have to be perfect, but like, just fix a little bit. Play a little bit harder, you know. Get a little bit better shots, a little bit you know, more, uh, you know, perfect your craft a little bit more. And to this point, you know, he just, I don't know, he hasn't quite done it. And that's, uh, feels like, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, an issue at times, you know, with a coach that's, it's pretty hard, hard striving. He's done an amazing job <laughs> as, as good as anybody kind of changing his, his style. Cause he, he, he's a maniac at, at heart. I mean, he, you hear some stories, I mean, about, like, staff pickup games. I mean, Mike Malone's a nut. But, like, he, he has turned into, like, the most positive, sober Sally. Like, like he's on the sideline being, like, a cheerleader and most positive guy in the world and, like, just totally changed his ways, um, you know. But stress can sometimes bring out the worst in people and uh, a full season-ish, you know, a long period at least without – Without Jamal and, and more losing could kind of, you know, light a little, put a little pressure on him. And, um, you know, we'll see what kind of patience he has for uh, Michael Porter Jr. to be a little disappointing. Um, so Lakers 2-3, and three, you know, everybody's freaking the hell out. Calm down. They'll be all right. Uh, you know, people forget. I mean, Braun, AD, okay? Outside of that, Russ, new. Rondo, gone slash new. Reeves, new. Nunn, new. Monk, new. Jordan, new. Huff, new. Uh, Dwight, returned but new. Tucker, out. Ellington, returned but new. Uh, Saku, new. Uh, Avery Bradley, returned new. Bazemore, new. Ariza, returned from years and years ago, new. Mello, new. I mean, that's... They got two returning players, basically, you know, three when Tucker gets back. That is nuts. I mean, that that's as much turnover as anybody. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, people, oh, they're vets, oh, they should figure it out. They will. It's been five games, okay? Russ is going to figure it out. He had a slow start with the Wizards last year. He, he tends to do that, honestly. He's a little too hyped up a lot of times to start seasons. Um they're going to be just fine. They, they got a million pieces that all need to learn how to play together. And Vogel has to learn who plays well together and what groups he can rely on. And, you know, what the best way for them to play and so on and so forth. But bet against Russell, Russell Westbrook at your own peril. You know, obviously bet against LeBron and AD at your own peril. They'll be just fine. Uh, I I still think... Solid championship contender. Um, so he got a friend that that you know wants to bet that they're not going to make the playoffs or some dumbass shit like that. Feel free to steal their money uh, and tell them I sent you. The Clippers a little more concerning, obviously, uh, because of Kawhi um, and because of you know just a a relatively thin roster outside of that. You know, outside of. 
PG. Um, you know, guy, a lot of guys that played seemingly well over their heads last season in, in Reggie and, um, you know, Terrence Mann and, uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they've also, like the Lakers, I mean, you know, Winslow's a, a big new piece to integrate. Um, you know, Bledsoe is, is polarizing. I mean, he <laughs> just feels like he shoots you in the foot a lot, you know, despite, I mean, he puts up decent numbers. He, he plays relatively good defense, but he also kind of always seems like he's trying to do more than he should be. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I, I, what did I pick them? Let's, I think I had them for the Clippers. I had them for 50. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I had the Warriors for 44. Maybe they both are like 47. <laughs> Maybe I should have flipped them. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'll be up to uh, how much Kawhi they get, um, what kind of job T. Lou does. Uh, and how those new pieces gel together. Houston is playing a G League team. I don't even really want to glorify what they're doing with a response. Um, you know, Green obviously is a huge talent, and and Porter's a huge talent. But I mean, I don't. What are they? They're like shutting John Wall down to just trade. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, they got like five nineteen-year-olds playing. It's Kind of ridiculous, uh, kind of feels overly, you know, analytic front office thinks, oh, these guys on paper, you know, we should be a 40-win team with these young players, and, you know, then they're going to get out there and at some point lose 15 straight games, and, you know, Steven Silas will look despondent uh, coming out, and, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, Phoenix. Hmm... Too early to panic, like the Lakers. They'll be all right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a little bit of that, like the Heat from last year, being in the finals, hangover. Um, disease of more hangover. Can you maintain that chemistry with a very pissed-off DeAndre Ayton? Um, you know, and it's tough because, I mean, I don't know. Is, is DeAndre, is he a max player? Is he a five-year max player? Like... Seems, you know, it's understandable to have some hesitancy about him. It's just, you know, is that hesitancy worth potentially losing him? Potentially, you know, losing a foundational player to this team. Having him check out on you, you know. Having him just gunning for his shots and trying to prove that he, you know, he can do it through stats. I mean, that's that's not how you play. That's not how you... What got him here, that's not what's going to fix this. And I'm sure Chris Paul's in his ear telling him, you know, the right things. Just control what you can control. Just keep, do what you did last season. Defend, run the floor hard, screen, roll, do the simple things. Um, but it's hard, you know. It's hard for a young guy that's got got money on his mind and, uh, you know, thinks he needs to, you know, put up 20 and 20 to earn that money or whatever, and you do that, and then you start pressing, and, uh, you know, then it looks like you're not, not deserving of that money, um, anyway, we're about 
out of time. Uh, rapid fire. I mean, Spurs, meh. Pelicans, meh. Thunder, meh. <laughs> there's there's my bottom three in the West. Those teams, they basically stink. I mean, let's be honest. Thunder, I mean, the Lakers just took their foot off the gas last night. But the Thunder overall, besides SGA, I mean, it's it's an embarrassing roster. So sick of... You know, how much love they show Presti for tanking, like doing the same thing that got Hinky run out of the league, basically. I mean, he's, yeah, okay, he's tanking. He's accumulating 300 draft picks. We've seen this before. Ultimately, you know, <laughs> draft picks don't win games. Uh, but Giddy is exciting. He's He's got massive hands and great feel for the game and kind of, you know, a little Luca in him, uh, just in terms of how he reads pick and rolls and changes his speeds and footwork and big, big guard. Like his game a lot. Um, you know, Spurs, Pelicans, not much, not much exciting, honestly, to see with those teams, but I'll get to them a little more, uh, at some point. Anyway, thanks a lot, uh, for listening. Scout with Brian, uh, on Instagram. And YouTube, uh, obviously, podcast, if you can rate and review, I'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Brian, the best way to support, as well as to get my bet of the day. If you like to bet on basketball, just subscribe, Patreon.com slash Brian, uh, And then on Twitter, B Oringer, O-R-I-N-G-H-E-R-N-B-A, B Oringer NBA on Twitter. Uh, is where you find me now. Thanks a lot again uh, for checking out this episode. Hope you guys are enjoying the season so far, and uh, we'll talk soon.